and what's going on in Gaza and not only how it's igniting the rest of the Islamic world uh, to hate America and to hate Israel. Um, it, is, it is something that is biblically spoken of in the Bible that these days and these times would come, okay? Yeah. So um, I found Gaza in the Bible 19 times and 19 is the uh, number for, for uh, 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 10 is uh, complete and nine is judgment. So the perfect order of judgment. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and of course the 19th letter of the Hebrew is, 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 uh, is Kadosh, which is holy. So we have, we have a holy God that's gonna make a perfect order of judgment and uh, Gaza's in the Bible 19 times. And so to you that means nothing for to me, a, a Hebrew guy, I'm like, well, you know, God is, always interweaving every cell, every, uh, every uh, you know, in, in the body, everything's uh, completely is working together to show you that God's word is real. And so Gaza just happens to be one of those things that me as a younger Christian, I really was upset probably at the wrong people and I I want to apologize <laughs> no, I don't want to apologize but uh, when Condoleezza Rice and George Bush decided that uh, um, and Ariel Sharon decided oh it would be a wonderful idea if we moved all of the Jews out of Gaza and uh, close down all of their businesses that are in Gaza and take all of their homes that they built in Gaza since 1967. Mm -hmm. And here we are in 2005 and we've got thousands upon thousands of Jews living in Gaza. But in 2005, our friends, the Americans, George Bush and Condoleezza Rice says, it would be a wonderful idea if we just gave Gaza yeah. to the Palestinians, then they would have their own little piece of land that they could just grow and be independent and then that'll bring peace to the land and you'll be so happy and 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 uh so that that's what they did they they gave gaza uh to the palestinians and they they went in there now when they went in there you should know they they didn't go in and say all these brand new homes and everything are ours we could we could just move into all these buildings. Anything that they felt that Jews once lived in, they had demolished. That's crazy. That is crazy. It's like, we just gave you free buildings, you know? And of course the mosque, I mean, the, the, not the mosque, the, 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 the Knesset or the, the, the synagogues that they had there, man, they really just demolished everything that was there. And then uh, 2006, they had Hamas, which is one of the most notorious terrorist groups in the world, say to the people who lived in Gaza, you know, your current government is not doing enough for you. Let us come in and be your government. And we'll be also be your military strength and Gaza will be protected and we'll be your military. Well, only one problem is that. Do you still have the ideology that Israel has to burn and, should, and does not deserve to be a country and does not deserve a homeland and you want to kill and destroy all of Israel? Yes. 
is your ideology that after you do this to Israel that you've got to also bring the rest of the world under Islamic rule? Yes. Okay, I don't think you're, you're going to be good for Gaza. That's what the, the people in Gaza should have said. Right. You're not going to be good for Gaza because you're going to do terrorist acts and then Israel's going to retaliate and Israel's going to retaliate on us, okay? So not only do they do terrorist acts, they shoot the rockets from your apartment building. <laughs> right? And they shoot the rockets daycares, from your daycares and from your schools and your hospitals. And then, so then when Israel retaliates where the rockets coming from, it hits those areas, then they say, oh my goodness, they're killing, they're killing uh, innocent civilians that are living in an apartment. Yeah, rockets were coming out of that apartment, right. you know? It is amazing, you know, uh, as you sit there and you think about it, what's going on there, it just kind of amazes you that how can all of this be happening? And then you start looking in the Bible and looking at the prophecies concerning Gaza, and you went, oh my goodness, Gaza's in the Bible 19 times. That is the perfect order of judgment. Perfect. So let me start reading some of the stuff that God says about Gaza. And as I read, I realize the place was prophesied. And so, um, and that was Sue who sent us that, 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 that scripture. And, and I say, that was an amazing wake up call even for myself because now once she sent me that scripture, I had to study Gaza. What has Gaza meant biblically in scripture? And what does it mean biblically in scripture going forward? And what is God going to do with Gaza? Well, the Bible tells you, okay? If I read the Bible and I read what was, what, what it's prophecy about the coming Gaza and what's gonna happen in Gaza, I would have moved to Spain. <laughs> I would have moved somewhere else, okay? My whole life would have been, get me out of Gaza. The Bible says nothing good about it, okay? The same thing with America, okay? The fact that I'm not mentioned <laughs> in the book, in the seven years of tribulation, I'm sitting there going, where am I? You know? So before the tribulation, if I'm an American, I'll go, either I gotta be saved, or I gotta get out of here. Okay? And so if you use the biblical information, you'll see what's going to happen in your land, okay? We knew that Israel would have enemies, why? Because the Bible said it, okay? We knew they would surround them, we knew that they would attack them, we knew as soon as they became a nation that other nations would attack them. The Bible said it, okay? So th the fact that it's happening should not get us all riled up. We should say, the Bible already spoke of this, there's no need for me to get on social media and yell at people who don't agree with my opinions on it. And what are my opinions on it? If my opinions aren't God's opinions, then my opinions are, are, are worthless anyway. There you go. Because God's going to do what God's going to do, okay? And God has nothing good to say about Gaza, mm -hmm. okay? And, and, and um, I just want to say this. I am a collector of information, okay? And I keep information so that I remember what, they're, what they've done in the past so that I'll know what they're doing in the future, okay? Yeah.
Um, every time a terrorist act happened in Israel and someone died, a bomb or they ran somebody over with a car or they shot some innocent people, later you could go back to Gaza and you would see them all celebrating and giving out candy to the kids. And the kids also knew they were receiving candy because they struck the enemy, the Jews, okay? Because they're training them from early age to hate Jewish people, okay? Right. So they're giving out candy and they're celebrating that one of our terrorists just ran over 10 people in a car and killed them. And so they go back to Gaza and they all celebrate and they give out candy. And then the person that did the crime, they celebrate him and then they, they financially reward the family. Okay, that's Gaza. When this last incident happened, as they were coming back across the border and, 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 and dragging some of the dead bodies they had in trucks, there were big crowds celebrating and taking sticks, taking turns beating the dead bodies that were in the truck. They're hitting the dead bodies with sticks. If you didn't see this film, you gotta look at it. Right after, they're celebrating what the, the murders that just happened at, at the kibbutz and they're hitting the dead bodies with sticks. And I'm sure if, the, if, if later they would have been handing out candy to the kids and celebrating, okay? So the fact that Gaza is there is biblical because God said it would be there, okay? The fact that they're enemies of God and Hamas is there is there because not that God said they would be, but it's part of biblical prophecy that they would be there, okay? So, as we watch what's going on in Gaza, I want you to reflect your mind back to biblical things. I want you to think about, okay, whose side are you on? Not Israel or Gaza. Are you on God's side or are you on Satan's side? Amen. Because the earth has to be dealt with, okay? Because the war is not really over Palestinians and, and Israel. The war is over Satan in Israel. Yep. You understand? Yep. The war is over Satan and God, okay? So understand and know Israel is not preaching Yeshua because they're, they're blind to the fact of Yeshua. You have Palestinian Christians, you have Jewish Christians. That's not the, that's not the, the, the matter here. The matter is prophecy is coming true, okay? But the overwhelming uh, victory is God's. Yes. And God's victory includes Israel, but does not include Gaza. You understand? Amen. God's victory includes the salvation of people who know his son, Yeshua, okay? And so there's a bigger thing going on what we're watching is prophecy happen, okay? When we get started, I don't know when Pastor Ben will be ready, but when we get started, we're going to immediately go to the book of Psalms um, because Psalms is letting us know there are things that I already prophesied to you when they would happen and what year they would happen, okay? Amen. Then we're gonna look at four scriptures about Gaza in the scriptures. And the scriptures, see, when, when, when Sue gave us that scripture, I thought, oh, maybe that's something that happened in the past. And then God is saying, 
uh, because this happened in the past. No, these are future prophecies of what, how God is going to judge Gaza in the future. You understand? Amen. And so this everything that we're watching is biblically based and everything we're watching in the world is biblically based. Okay. Um, my wife went to a meeting the other day about the wonderful things of AI, you know, and how it's going to give us a world uh, that's safer and more beautiful sure. than for all people, oh, you yeah, know, right. starting off with the, 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 the disappearance of a caste society. So, you know, and then uh, robots doing things for us. And, you know, the, Satan has all these incredible, wonderful ideas of how he's going to destroy human beings. And we're not looking biblically that there is going to be an antichrist. There is going to be a one world system. You can march against it. You look what they're doing now. Who cares what they're doing now? Let's look what God is doing now. God is, God is collecting. God is collecting righteous people for his city. Yeah. After I found out that from studying the book of Revelation, I go, there's a bigger plan to all this. There's a bigger plan to all this. The bigger plan is God is collecting righteous people for his kingdom to last for eternity. Yeah. Okay? On Sunday, God said, you know what a good message would be on Sunday? Earth, the land of opportunity. <laughs> You know, and I said, that would be a good message, Lord. He said, I, I, but I said, I, we'll, we'll get together and I'll pray and we'll go over that. But he, he's absolutely right. Yeah. Earth is the land of opportunity. Yeah, get saved right now. You can get saved <laughs> and have eternal life and become a citizen of God's kingdom yep. right here. This is the land of opportunity. Yes, Earth. Yes, it is. Not America. Earth. Because you can accept Jesus everywhere yeah. on earth. This is yeah. the land of opportunity. He's right. He's right. All you have to do is make up your mind to succeed. Yep. Don't I sound like uh, one of those uh, tele, tele guys? Uh, you can, yeah, you can do it. You can rise above your circumstances. <laughs> you know. I, I, I could be like that Tony guy, just, just like, Tony just, yeah, Tony Robbins, just, you can rise above the circumstances, you are in control of your destiny, I can, <laughs> I mean, earth is the land of opportunity, you too can be wealthy, <laughs> how, except Jesus Christ and live for him, yeah, this is the land you can do it, I would have did that today, Lord, it's like, no, it's for Sunday, <laughs> But we have to we have to look at that look at that opportunity. Whenever you pray, Pastor. Okay. So we're going to look at prophecy today. We're going to look at Gaza. We're going to talk about typologies a little bit more, like we did last night. But you have to see and know and understand who's in control, or else you get social media out and try and try to get in arguments with people over earthly foolishness when God is doing a biblical thing. Okay. We're ready to pray. Hallelujah. Let's read the Lord's Prayer. Avanu Shama Shalayim Yi Kadeshamcha. Tavo Mehuteka Yi Aserot Sanaka. Be Aret Ke Ashirne Asa Be Shamayim. Temano Hayom Lekam Hukeno. Uselak Lano et Ashmeteno. 
Keashir Solikim and Naknu Le Ashir Ashmilano. Vial Tevieno de de Mesa, Ki im Hatilano mean Hara. Kilaha Hamamlaka, the Hagivara, the Hatif Eret, Leolame, Leolamim, the Hashem Yeshua Hamashdiak, and Naknu Mi Pelelim. And uh, let's go, let's get started. Bonalek, Nemukan, Naknu Menukanim. And Shalom from Mike and Maggie. Uh, hold on, I'm making a uh, blessings and love. From <coughs> Where's from, Mike and Maggie at? I think they're uh, blessings and love from. You know what? I miss. Where are they from? Shalom from. You know what? I, I missed it. I don't know. You did. You missed <laughs> I missed it. Huh? But I don't know. I did. Yeah. Well, Shalom from Mike and uh, Mike. Maggie, shalom, amen. Uh, greetings and love from uh, Geraldton, Ontario, Canada. All right. Geraldton. Yeah. My, my, yeah, my daughter's in Ontario too. She's in Toronto though. So. Oh, oh, Toronto's the big. The yeah, big that's city, the big right? city. That's okay. The, yeah. Uh, from uh, shalom from Zoe and Sensational from. Pasadena, California. Hallelujah, hey. Zoe and hey, Sensational. Man. Zoe, Sensational has a birthday coming up soon, and Zoe. Really? Well, Zoe for certain this month, I think. Zo you think Zoe's birthday is in October? I think so. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. It's in December. It's like two okay. days after Alyssa. Okay. All right, yeah. But Sensational has a birthday coming up soon. We'll see. After, okay. Or it passed, or it just passed. It passed? Yeah, it just oh, passed. Okay. Right, yeah, that's what I get for dipping. Pastor, Pastor happy belated happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Amen. Uh, shalom from uh, Covina, California, from Louisville, Kentucky. Hallelujah. Uh, Kentucky. Blessings from Argentina, my dear Hallelujah. family. Hallelujah, Argentina. Amen. Uh, shalom. Kentucky. Amen. Shalom from uh, Cape Town. Hallelujah. Uh, South Africa, I believe that is. Amen. And shalom from Big Mike at work downtown LA. Hey, Big Mike. Not only did he get baptized, uh, but he also joined the ministry last week. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So I hear he to wants family. to do the Hebrew class and everything. Amen. And uh, to the people uh, in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, how about the Louisville Cardinals? Let's go, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Everything just lead right yeah, back, back to I You know, I just, I just messed up like that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And from uh, Bayland, Barbados, Shalom. Hallelujah. From Central Valley, Shalom. Shalom from Boston, Massachusetts. From Hallelujah. Houston, Texas. Boston, from Houston. Washington, H-Town. Uh, D.C. H-Town, uh, Houston, Texas. Yeah, Washington, uh -huh. D.C. Uh, from Roseburg, Oregon, from H-Town, which is Houston. That's right. Amen. From uh, Waldorf, Maryland, long time uh, yeah. follower. Hallelujah. From Valley Center, Kansas City. Uh, I'm going to see if I get this right since I've been, they've been helping me out for the last few months. Stalinbos, uh South Africa. Shalom. Uh, Shalom from Peggy and Billy. Weidman from Hallelujah. Columbia, South Carolina. Hallelujah. Shalom from uh, Oregon City, Oregon. And they said, by the week, by the way, from last week, they are beavers. Who's that? Oh, they're beavers. Uh, okay, uh, all right, Oregon, all right. City, Oregon. They're not ducks, they're beavers. Beaver. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, the beavers are looking good too. 
<laughs> you know, organs, the organs looking, the ducks are looking good, but the beavers are even beavers, playing good. Yeah. Uh, greetings from Indiana. Shalom from Ulrich, uh, uh, from Germany. Hallelujah, Germany. Amen. Uh, Shalom from, hold on, blessing. Okay. Shalom from the United Kingdom. Shalom from Newcastle. Yes. And I know this uh, in the UK, I think. I know, I think. Amen. Shalom yeah. from Temecula, California. From Lexington, Kentucky. Hallelujah. From Chicago, Illinois. Windy City. Hallelujah. If you've never been to Chicago, do not go in the winter. That's all I'm saying. I know. Do I not, you can go any other time of the year. Do not go in the winter. I was, I was there in the winter. Ooh, wee, when they talk about the hawk, they are not kidding. You know what? I, I got out of there as soon as possible. The wind, the wind blows around the buildings. It goes around it. You get frostbite from wind coming from a rock. It's crazy. Chicago's crazy. Yeah. Hey, man, so shalom from, from Chicago. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. From uh, Belgium. Shalom yeah. from Belgium. Hallelujah, Belgium. And from Heidelberg, Germany. Shalom. From uh, blessings from Missouri and from Namibia. Shalom from Namibia. It's been a minute since I've heard from Namibia. Hallelujah, I yeah. I finally got the pronunciation right. Yeah. And I didn't hear <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, man, from Fort Worth, Texas. All right, Fort Worth. <laughs> Amen. Shalom from uh, from Judith in Hawaii. Let's hey, go. Judith home, in Hawaii. Sandy. How you doing, Judith? And, and Judith says, Hallelujah. Sandy, let's go home. Yeah. Amen. Hey, you know what? From your mouth to God's ears, I am one hundred percent white with you. Ooh, Lord. Howdy. Uh, from Belton, Texas. Howdy, Texas. Amen. Shalom uh, from... Where are you? Where are you? Shalom from... It's a coming, it's a it's coming, it's a coming. From the United Kingdom, uh, Sue. From East Yorkshire, United Kingdom. Shalom. Uh, we rebuke AI in Jesus' name. Hey, Amen. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> man, amen. Uh, that fruitful servant. Uh, shalom from Broken Arrows, Oklahoma, or Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, uh, from Long Beach, California. Uh, let's see, from Orlando, Florida. Who's in Long Beach? Who's in Long Beach? That's Who's not here. <laughs> uh, greetings, right, Pastor Sandy, praying for the LBC Daily, Long Beach Community Daily. Uh, that's Amen. from Sowing the Word Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And uh, Ludlow, uh, Ludlow, Massachusetts, uh, from Germany, from Indiana, from Missouri, and uh, Rapture Ready in Wales, United Kingdom. Thank hey, you, Wales, Bill. because that's the whole Rapture thing. Rapture Ready in Wales. I don't care about your, your, what date you set, what, what, what time you say is coming. If you ain't ready, you ain't ready then matter. we've wasted the whole message, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all about being rapture ready. If you say, all he talks about is the rapture. No, I don't. I talk about being ready. <laughs> <laughs> so Amen. praise God. Amen. Uh, let's see. And uh, uh, Lori here. Amen. Amen. Uh, from Concord, North Carolina. From Orlando. I mean, 
on Ontario, Canada. Shalom. Uh, uh, no, amen. Just shalom, everybody, Pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to say to uh, William Mangum Sr. Um, and that whole Mangum family in uh, Garner, North Carolina, thank you for um, uh, your artwork today. Uh, this particular piece right here is, uh, I love it, and I'm going to put it right there on my board underneath, uh, 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 what's it, what's, it's uh, the Creek Creek guy who used to do that rap song, it went platinum. What's his name? MCBD. Oh, I'm going to put yeah. this right on the MCBD. So this is beautiful. And uh, so thank you very much. And for the bookmarkers as well. Yeah, they do all of these by hand. That's, That's crazy. Yeah, That's so I'm going work. to use all of this. And definitely, thank you very much. But I'm putting this picture on our board. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Okay. We're here. I am a different type of Bible teacher, and God told me I would be, so I'm living in it, okay? Um, I'm going to teach you the Bible, <laughs> okay? I think in my forward to the book that, that I'm, I'm, I'm just putting a forward and a conclusion, I wasn't going to put a commentary on every section, but I was like, Lord, that's going to be a lot. But what I am going to do is I did a forward, and in the forward I said I want to let you know that I have no PhD in biblical study. I don't have a PhD in Hebrew, although I, I'm a Netherbury uh, Freed that I told me old, and uh, I have no uh, degree in biblical studies and all this. I learned it from the same 12-year-old little boy who was teaching the rabbis. Uh, <laughs> when his mama was looking for him, okay. So God, like, I'm going to teach you the Bible. You learn Hebrew, I'll teach you the Bible, okay? So whatever I give you is something that the Lord has given to me, and I'm giving it to you. But the Lord, I'm not saying I didn't have to study, because God said, you learn Hebrew, then I'll teach you the Bible, okay? Because you have to learn my culture, my language, my why I use 22 letters, why I did uh, two books in two different languages, uh, Greek and Hebrew, why the letters have no, uh, why there are no numbers in each one of those numerical languages, and, 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 and how I put the whole Bible together, if you're going to really understand what I wrote, because otherwise you're going to be one of these religious guessers that are home coming up with psychological messages yeah. that they can give to people to make them feel better about themselves. And that's not what the Bible is for. It's for you to learn what God wrote and how intertwined everything is in prophecy and in biblical instruction is so that we can be accurate as we tell it to other people. Amen. And if you, and uh, I love that the Bible has this thing in, in Hebrew they have four levels of biblical understanding, and um, uh, I can't think of all four right now, but um, the, the highest level, uh, it says, cannot uh, look down on the lower level because the lower level's knowledge is coming from God, mm -hmm. and the higher level knowledge is coming from God, so neither person can look down on another person. Because I may know Hebrew and, uh, and Greek and, and gematria and all this, 
But when I came in, I was just reading the Bible and learning about Jesus and what he did on the cross. Yeah. Both knowledges comes from God, okay? Amen. So we, we look at each other as brother and sister, but I God wanted to take me a little higher in understanding of his word, okay? Yeah. So, but we're all brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. If, if you have a biblical question that you want me to answer, you know I'll do it, okay? Yeah. And so here we are going to start off the Bible study today. Um, and I am in the book of Psalms. And you say, why start in the book of Psalms if we're talking about Gaza? Okay. The book of Psalms is the 19th book of the Bible. Okay. God made it the 19th book of the Bible. Uh, you need to know and understand that. Okay. God made Psalms the 19th book of the Bible. Okay. God made Matthew the 40th book of the Bible. Do you know that? So you have to be able to put you aside and say, no man put this book together. God put it together. Do you know how I know he put it together? Each book represents the letter sequence of the Hebrew alphabet. Okay. And if it, if it, if it was even one book that went before another book, the letter sequence would be off. Okay. So I know that God put it together, okay? Then he gives us 66 books. Why? Because there are, there are 22 Hebrew alphabets, okay? And so that makes it 22 plus 22 plus 22, which makes it what? A perfect trinity because it's all one book. 66 books, 22, 22, 22 all making one book, okay? So God put the book together. So to think that God is in heaven and going, oh, well, I'll let somebody else uh, choose where the chapters and the verses are gonna be. No, God did that too. So Psalms being the 19th book of the Bible is very important to God, okay? So Psalms uh, 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 39, if you read it, is the beginning of Israel crying out for help to God, yeah. okay? They're crying out to God because of an evil man that has come upon the scene. And then they don't get any relief from this evil man till Psalms 45, which is when the Holocaust was over. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So, but God placed those, those years in the Bible in Psalms. Then, Israel is still trying to get out and get back to its land. So in Psalms 47, the same as in 1947, something happened. We had a, a, a conglomerate of nations that came together. And all of the leaders of all the nations came together and decided, listen, it was not an easy thing. Amen. Russia and all of Russia's friends weren't going to sign it until Stalin came in overnight and said, I changed my mind. I've decided that Israel should have their own homeland. Really? The whole, the United Nations was like, how did this happen? <laughs> the next day they were talking about giving the land back to Israel and they made a decision to do it, okay? Psalms 47 says that the, 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 all the leaders of the world would meet 
and they would make a decision concerning the people of Abraham, yes. which is Israel. Whoever sent me that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so in 1947, so the 19th book, the 47th chapter talks about the UN's decision to give back Israel to, to, to the Jews. So then if they did it in 1947, what year did Israel become, become a nation? 1948. So now Israel in, in Psalms 48 talks about what happens when they come back in the land and they name the land Israel, how all these nations are going to attack them. But God is going to fight and they were going to end up running from Israel. And then God would say, now look around, count the ramparts, count the buildings and, and look what I've done. And he says, when you see this happen. Go and tell it to the Lador HaAkaron. Let, let the last generation know that Israel is back. Okay? This is God's book. You know how long Psalms was written? Before 1948? Okay? So we're talking thousands of years before I'm writing a book that's telling you about what's going to happen in 1947 and 48. Come on, you guys. Yeah. Wake up. It's, and... and, and, and it, you know what I love about Romans? Romans says you're without excuse. You know why? Yeah. Because very nature tells you that there's a God. Yeah. You understand? Amen. You sit here looking in the sky going, I wonder who put that big ball of fire up there. <laughs> Probably just, uh, <laughs> just happened. You know, revolution or what do you call it? Evolution, right? Evolution, yeah, that, yeah. that takes a lot of stupidity to do that, okay? <laughs> So you, you know that there's a God and the fact that he put together a book that's telling you what's going to happen year by year should let you know, okay, what do I need to focus on, Pastor Sandy? Your relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. I thought you wanted us to focus on the rapture. The rapture is the, the cherry on top yeah. of the cake. That's, yeah. the, that's that good part of the cake. Yeah. But the cake is the relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. The cake is being ready. The cream on the top with the strawberry is the rapture. Yes. The cake is your relationship with Jesus yes. Christ. On top, rapture. Understand? So don't be saying I'm talking only about rapture. I'm talking about your lifestyle and being ready to be a part of it. Because everybody that gets raptured will from that day forward be in the presence of God and be citizens of the heavenly body and will be under the kingship of the righteous king Melchizedek which is El Shaddai God Almighty you yeah. understand yeah so I'm trying to get you to the ultimate place because this whole earth thing has a has a goal I'm to pull out citizens you understand mm -hmm. okay so I'm in Psalms I just explained it I don't want to have to read it but I just explained it because I want you to know in the book of Psalms, it's there, okay? God wrote the Bible, all right? Now, um, I want us to go to Amos uh, chapter one, because I wanna read that scripture that Sue gave me, or gave us last week, that made me say, you need to go home and study Gaza. Because whatever is going on in Gaza, if it's already in the Bible, you're not going to be able to stop it. And you're not going to, you don't need to be on social media arguing with people about who's right and who's wrong. You know what I mean? 
for as far as as far as we know, uh, it, with God, uh, uh, Israel and Gaza are two things that have to exist to bring about the goal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm reading in in the book of uh, of uh, because another thing is Damascus is going to be destroyed too. That's crazy. Now, okay, listen what it says here. It says, this is what the Lord says. Amos chapter 1, verse 6. For three sins of Gaza, even for four, I will not turn back my wrath. God is mad at Gaza? Okay, because she took captive whole communities. Did she take captive whole communities? The whole, all of the kibbutz were attacked in 22 different sections. Killing, maiming. They found kids tied up. They didn't even shoot them, Pastor Ben. They, they set them on fire. Set them on fire. They, set them, they tied them up and they set them on fire. This is what, was, was, what went on. Now, if you're saying, if you're still going... Free Palestine, Gaza, you're going, you know what, what they did really doesn't mean anything. Right. Because, but this is what happened. Israel's not mad for no reason, and God is not mad for no reason. Amen. You know what I mean? God was already mad when they ran over the people with cars, and then they went back to Gaza and gave out candy to all the kids and celebrated. God was already mad at Gaza, okay? So now that you've come in and taken all of these communities and you've killed all these people, God is angry and he's letting you know, Gaza, you're done. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. They're toast. Listen. But, listen, Israel is going to survive forever. But Gaza, you're done. Yeah. Okay? Because the Lord knows that you uh, the, the people that were running your, your, your little area operated off a hatred for God and his people. So this is not just a matter that of you, it's Satan that's driving your anger and your wrath toward God's people and that, and that behavior against God's people has brought on God's wrath, mm -hmm. okay? Now, it says, for this, this is the Bible. I know you read the Quran. I've read that too, and it's not from God. Okay, Ooh, I'm getting in trouble today. It says, this is what the Lord says. For three sins of Gaza, even for four, I will not turn back my wrath because she took captive whole communities and sold them to Edom. I will send fire upon the walls of Gaza and uh, it says, that will consume her fortress. I will destroy the king of Ashdod. All that area is, is where Gaza is. Mm -hmm. You only have I chosen of all the families of the earth. Wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm going beyond. No, am I still there? Yeah, I went beyond, okay. It says, uh, uh, I will destroy the kings of Ashdod and the one who holds the scepter of Ashkelon. Those are all Gazan areas, okay? I will turn my hand against Ekron till the last of the Palestinians or Philistines are gone. That's God. You understand? You say, that's a horrible thing to, to read, Pastor. You know what? I didn't make earth. 
and I didn't create prophecy, but I'm letting you know, all the Palestinians who have accepted Jesus Christ place Jesus Christ above this dispute. Yeah. There's a, the, the leader of Hamas, his son accepted Jesus Christ. What? And they kicked him out, of course, and he wrote a book about their wrath, the, the wrath that's gonna come upon them because they hate God's people. And the whole thing, and he said, people don't understand. It's not just Israel that they wanna destroy. They wanna bring the whole world under Islamic rule. This is where Satan has their brain. That, that, because when you read in the Quran that Jesus never died on the cross, and you read in the Quran that, that, that there's no salvation in Jesus' name, and he never died on the cross, and that was an imposter, then there's no salvation in Jesus, and the Bible is not real, okay? So, even though our book, or this book that God gave us, prophesies to you the whole world events, they are believing a book that was written 600 years after Jesus. After the resurrection, after 600 years later, they're believing the book. And because of this book, they have this hatred toward God's people. And it won't let them relax, even though I give you land. Here's the land. Have a good community. We'll even help you financially. We'll help you build schools. We'll help you do whatever you need to do financially. But you've got your own land to be prosperous in. We're not satisfied with this. We want Israel off the planet. Where, where are you getting this hatred? Satan. Yep. You understand? Yep. So, know and understand that um, the, the kid who accepted Christ. Uh, and they didn't kill him? Pastor Ben, he was in a meeting with all of Palestine as he was talking. And he says, you don't even love us to Hamas. He said, you don't love us. He says, you don't love this land. You don't love Palestinians. It says, you are the cause because you do your crime and then you use us as people for shields. Yeah. So, and he's saying this in a meeting with them. And I'm like, is he still alive? I started looking it up. Right. He wrote a book. He's out of there. He's in the safe. But I'm saying, listen, Woo. listen, this hatred toward Israel does not necessarily is driven from Palestinian people, it's driven from Satan. Satan yeah. Because when you, when you find out that somebody blew themselves up and was able to kill 15 Jew, Jewish people at the same time, and you celebrate it and give out candy and have a picnic, then something mentally is wrong with yeah. you. Because that, that, those 15 people are innocent people who had wives and families and kids, you know, just like you, and they're wow. human just like you, but you're celebrating, okay? So as they're driving the, the bodies of the people that they killed in the kibbutz back into Palestine, people are taking turns hitting the bodies with sticks as the, the cars move. That's the car crazy. has to slow down because there's so many people that want to hit the bodies with sticks. That's crazy. So I'm just saying, look, this is one of the scriptures concerning Gaza, okay? Now, let's go to Zephaniah chapter 2, okay? And... Uh, Zephaniah chapter 2 is the scripture that had me, oh, it was 2005, I remember, I was at work, um, and um, I even wrote here, 9th of Av, wow, it happened on the 9th of Av, Pastor Ben. Did you know that? That when Gaza was forsaken, they did it on the 9th of Av. 
the same day both temples were destroyed. So that means God knows that this event was going to happen. Yeah. Both temples were destroyed on the 9th of Av. And on the 9th of Av in 2005, I wrote it right here in my, book, in my notes, it says, Gaza will be abandoned and Ashkelon left in ruined. At midday, Ashdod will be emptied. It will be emptied and Ekron uprooted. So God even knows they're going to uproot the whole land. Yeah. Woe to you who live by the sea. Keratites, people of Palestine. It says, the word of the Lord is against you, O Canaan, land of the Philistines. I will destroy you and none will be left. That's God speaking about the Gaza area. Yep. So you might be mad, but you, you got to understand, this has been prophesied that Satan is driving you to this wrath. Amen. And the wrath that you receive is going to come from God. Okay? But this is what happened on the 9th of Av, the day both temples were destroyed, okay, in 2005. And then it says, at noon. Hmm. How detailed is God? You know, exactly. At noon. At noon on the 9th of Av, they went into Gaza. And they did. Jews were crying because they had to leave their home. Yeah. Jewish military was pulling them out of their homes. Yeah. It was the most, it was just a sad thing to see Jews taking homes from other Jews, pulling them out, closing down their businesses, arresting them because they didn't want to leave, and taking them out of Gaza. Yeah. It was empty. When they finished, Pastor Ben, Palestine or, or Gaza was empty. There was nothing there. Then all of the Palestinians moved into it. And then you would think, oh, wow, look at all these buildings. We could refurbish them and make them schools and homes. They let no, let's demolish them because Jews lived in them. I went. Wow, that's a lot of hatred. That's a lot of hatred. Yeah, you know, that'd be, you said like the, 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 the Tiger Woods thing, when his wife, when they got divorced, that was a lot of hatred. Because she's like, oh, you cheated on me, and now we're getting divorced? Oh, I can keep the house? Yeah, I don't want it. She got bulldozers to come in and bull, bulldoze the whole house. The grass, no. I, mean, I don't even want the walkway to be the same. The grass? Everything. $10 million house, bulldogs. Why? She didn't want to have no memories that you were ever there. Ooh, that's some serious hate. And then she rebuilt her place on top of it. That's what they did in, Palestine, in, in Gaza. They tore everything down. They said, we don't want to live in any place that a Jew lived. Hatred, where's the hatred coming from? Hate. The war is not against you yep. and Israel. The war is against Satan and God, you understand? Yeah. The hatred that you feel is coming from a direct demonic source because they don't like God's people. But God already knew it was coming, so he put it in scripture that it's going to happen. And so Gaza was forsaken on the 9th of Av yes. in 2005. Let's, let's pull them out on the same day that both temples were destroyed, okay? Mm. Listen to these people, okay? So. 
That's the, that was the second. Now when that happened, boy, were, was I mad at Condoleezza Rice. And then Ariel Sharon went into a coma. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he stayed in that coma till I think about 2014. Yeah, long time. Okay? And so God knew, God like, you're not gonna have a good life. And he went into a coma and he didn't come out of that coma till 2000, I think 14. But God was very angry about the yeah. fact that you did it. Don't, okay. Because God wrote it don't mean you didn't do it. He just knew it was coming. Like I said, he's up there watching the parade. He knows what's coming. Yep. Okay? Now, let's read this uh, Zechariah chapter 9 verse 5. Okay? Zechariah 9, verse 5. Here we go. Ashkelon, which is just Gaza. Okay, these are the different areas. Ashkelon will see it and fear. Gaza will, uh, will, will uh, rest in agony. And Ekron too. For her hope will wither. Okay, so it says Gaza will... will uh, wither in its in its agony and Ekron too for her hope will wither and it says um, Gaza will lose her her king Eshkelon will be deserted foreigners will occupy Ashdod and I will cut off the pride of the Palestinians or the Philistines I will take the blood from their uh, uh, from their uh, months and forbidden food from their between their teeth. Those who are left will be will uh, belong to our God and and become and become leaders in Judah. So he's talking about the very end of of at the very end, right when when uh, the coming of the king in in Zion. Okay, from, I'm in uh, 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 Zechariah chapter nine verse five. Okay. But now here it says, never again will an oppressor overrun my people for now I am keeping watch. So God knows what's going on and he says, I'm keeping watch over my people. I know what's going on in Gaza. I know that you're shooting 6,500 rockets since, since uh, 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 October 7th. Wow. Who has 6,500 rockets? 6,500 rockets since October 7th have gone over into Israel, okay? And if they didn't have the Iron Dome system right. to knock some of those things out of the air, Israel would have been destroyed. But God gave them that system. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. And so know and understand, God is watching out for his people, okay? You're not going to destroy Israel. Get it out of your mind. It is the, the dumbest thing in the world is to say, I'm going to destroy Israel. After the person who created earth and the sun told you that I'm, when they come back, they will never be destroyed and they will always be in the land forever. Ever. So you're not going to destroy Israel. You're not going to destroy the people of Israel. Okay. But that's what's driving the hatred. I don't want Christians to get involved in whose side you're on. Yeah. 
Amen. But read the Bible and say, I've got to stay focused on me being ready to leave because this tells me this is happening now before the return of Jesus Christ, okay? And I'm talking about the return, meaning the calling up to the cloud of the church to get out of here because all Gentiles have to, Eskomaki, sorry I mispronounced the word, Eskomame, have to leave and enter, enter the city before the veil comes off of Israel. Yes. Okay? Because even Israel on a whole, we got Messianic uh, Christians there, yes. uh, Jews there now, is not a lot. And, you know, they tried to give a gospel concert and uh, people were punching the people trying to get into the concert. Jews were punching other Jews in front of their kids because they're trying to go to a gospel concert and praise Jesus. I, I watched one where they were, the, the military had to arrest them. They were in there having a Messianic service. And you had Jews outside trying to set the place on fire. I'm like, what is, it's the veil that's over them. It's, it's still, they can't see that their covenant, that old covenant is gone. Yeah. They can't see that. So no one understand what's going on. This is a God thing, okay? Gaza is biblical and it's happening right in front of you. I had one more scripture and what scripture was that? Uh, Jeremiah chapter 47 four, verse 5 and then we're going to finish up here Jeremiah 47 and I know I marked it this is what I do okay here we are let me see here Jeremiah chapter 47 verse 5 it says Gaza will shave her head in mourning Ashkelon will be silenced the remnant of the plain how long will you cut yourself ah sword of the Lord you cry ah sword of the Lord you cry how long till you rest return to your scabbard cease and be still but how can it rest when the Lord has commanded it when he has ordered it to attack Eshkelon and the coast you understand so who has ordered it God who has ordered it God has ordered it you understand so God has ordered it Gaza is there if Gaza wasn't there then the Bible wouldn't be correct. But Gaza is there, why? Because it's mentioned 19 times in the Bible with nothing good about it. You understand? So you're living in an area that, that is cursed and is going to experience destruction and the destruction came and the beginning of the destruction was we're electing Hamas to be our leader. We're electing basically a satanic crew that hates the Jewish people and hates anybody who's not Islamic to rule over the Gazian area area and now that the Bible has been coming true and now that the Bible's wrath and you're seeing the wrath of God come true and it's written in the Bible now we're saying oh my goodness it's not us we're just the Palestinian people 
is we're not Hamas, we're just the Palestinian people. But you celebrated every time they killed a Jew. That's what I'm saying. You celebrate it, and then you're thinking, God's not watching. God is watching. You're celebrating the killing of the people that he says are the apple of my eye, and you're celebrating, and you're thinking God's not going to watch, okay, and he's not going to be angry. So I know it's hard because it's on every channel. It's on every network. The whole thing. They're showing you all of the horrible things, you know. They won't let any food in. They turned off the electricity and the water. They did this and they did that. And they're killing humans and they're killing regular people. Oh, and the Jews shot up a missile and it hit a hospital. We found out later the missile came from, from your own people, from the same people who said that they wanted to be your government. Mm -hmm. The missile came from the exact same people. So we know now the Jews did not strike the hospital, but that the missile came from your own people and hit a hospital and killed over 500 people. What? But it's all happening. It's all happening because the Bible said in the latter days, this is gonna happen in Gaza because God, God knew Satan would be in control of the government. The, the, the same Satan would control Hamas to hate his people and would attack them sporadically all the time had a basketball player, and I'm gonna leave it this. And this is when, you know, Drea's always like, we need to go to Israel, you know, and I'm like, every time somebody say, let's go to Israel, I go, mm, not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I've been saying that for years, Pastor Ben, a lot of people, since I started learning Hebrew, you should go to Israel. I go, mm, not a good time. When, I, they say, well, when are, you, when are you planning on going? You've gotta see it, it's life changing. And I go, nah. Because see, the Messianic congregation that I was attending, you know, so that I could learn Hebrew. First, I was going to an Orthodox, but then I changed it. I started going to a Messianic one. But they were raising money to build. I said, what are you guys raising money for? Oh, we're building bomb shelters in Israel so that when the missiles come over, that they'll have a place to run and hide from the missiles. And you want me to go to vacation there? <laughs> you can't have a vacation like that, right? <clears throat> so I said, when the Messiah comes back, then I'm going to go to Israel. Mm -hmm. soon as the, soon as Jesus is king there, I'm going to go. I'm going to go visit Israel. I'm going to see all the sites, I'm, you know. And you know, Jesus will be there. I'll even go see Jesus and say, "This is a wonderful place." But until Jesus is in Israel, I don't want to go. I'm praying for the people there because it is the center of the Bible yeah. and it is the center of end time prophecy and it is the center of the last war that all nations are going to come against Israel. Yeah. See, now you just have Gaza, but you have all nations are going to come against Israel. Amen. So that's a lot of trouble over there. I don't know if I'm there at the right time. So I'm not going. Amen. When Jesus comes, I'm going. Okay? Amen. <laughs> Listen, you guys, let's stay focused that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. There is going to be a rapture. Yeah. Okay. I don't care how many of those liars who work for the, for the, 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 the uh, uh, Freemasons and the Southern Baptist Convention tell you that there's not. They're liars. Okay. They're liars. And in time, God's going to show you that they're liars. Okay. The church is going to be removed. Okay, and when the church is removed, 
then there will be evil that will come up on the earth like you've never seen it before. Okay? Amen. 2020 was nothing. Okay? It's coming upon the earth and I'm trying to get you to want to escape. You're living in the land of opportunity. We'll Amen. talk about it on that's Sunday. That's Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. What time is the fastest standing? It is time for I am no shalut. Answers to questions. Amen. Hmm. Uh, you want to get you one? I'm going to get me some water. I got me water. Oh no, I got I got two. I got two already. I got two. I'm good. They these have to be eaten spor sporadically. <laughs> Zephaniah 2 for a prophecy on the 2005, or is it? Zechariah 2 4, yeah. Here, let me see. Zephaniah 2 4, yeah. Oh, that's what you wanted to read it later? Zephaniah chapter 2, beginning at verse 4. Gaza will be abandoned, okay, and Ashkelon left in ruin. At midday, Ashtod will be emptied. And Ekron uprooted. Yeah, so that happened in 2005. That happened in 2005. It, but it happened on the 9th of August. Uh-huh. Is it prophecy for this coming? Huh? No, that happened in 2005. Okay. But what's in the rest of the things, a future that that God is going to bring judgment against Gaza because of what, what they have done in Gaza. So this one happened in 2005, but the other ones are talking about the future and what is going on now, okay? So uh, I think Zacharias is talking about uh, uh, right before the Messiah comes back the second time at the end of the tribute, but the other ones are talking about what's happening right now at this present time. All right, Pastor Stan, are you ready? Yes, I am ready. All right, so first question is, the word mystery is mentioned a few times in the Bible. Why did Paul mention this word and who did he get the thought and who did he get the thought from in using the term mystery, specifically the rapture of the church? Because it, it, it was hidden from you. It, you didn't understand it. Um, it, it, is, it was hidden. It was it was what God explained to Daniel and told him uh, to go away, close up the book and go away because it will not be revealed until the end. So until Christ came and then, the, 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 then they began talking about Thessalonians and, and Christ started talking about, uh, I will come back again, but I'm going to build a place for you and I'm gonna come and receive you unto myself. All of the Jews that are standing around are listening to Jesus tell them that he's coming back to take them out of the world, to take them, and he's building a home for them in heaven, okay? Then last night we read even a scripture that was telling you about Christ and his coming and the rapture, okay? So the rapture was a mystery, but it was concealed in the Old Testament now you can go back and look at all the typologies of the rapture in the Old Testament. And you can see Joseph in a, in living in the palace with his Gentile bride mm -hmm. during the seven years of famine. You go, wow, that was a rapture. You can see uh, uh, Eleazar bringing a bride back to Isaac. You're going, oh my goodness, 
That was a rapture scenario. Yeah. But we wouldn't know that until we got into the New Testament. So therefore, God is using it. Don't say Paul who wrote. God is using a word mystery because what was a mystery is now being revealed. Yes. Okay? Yes. Amen. What did Jesus mean in John 17, 15 about not taking them out of the world? I hear some are using this scripture against the rapture of the church. Is, is, is what, what scripture is it? John 17, 15. They're there to preach the gospel. How are you going to tell some people, you know what, I'm sending you to all parts of the world to go and preach the gospel. Okay? And then... And then I'm going to rapture you out right away also. You know what I mean? There's sometimes we don't have to try to defend it. It's like, you know, I'm not taking you out of the world. Here, let me read it. It's 17 what? 1715. Okay, here we go. I just don't like when people try to argue things that, are, that have no common sense, okay? Amen. 17 verse 15. It says here, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Who is he praying for? Who is he praying for? At this point right here, who is he praying for? The apostles. Yeah. He's praying for the apostles. So God doesn't want to take them out of the world, right? Right. But he wants to protect them from evil, okay? Right. But they're there to do a job. Yeah. What's the job they're doing? They're going to start bringing the gospel to the whole world. Yeah. Okay? So now it, it would be a, a foolish thing to take them out of the world and you just assign them to <laughs> go out and get 153 fish so that you can bring them into the kingdom of God. Right. You know what I mean? But take so, them out of the world before they get the exactly. job. Exactly. Come on. That, that's, he's praying for the apostles. And he's not talking about, I'm not taking any Christians out of the world. Then that makes Jesus really kind of weird because in 14, he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you and I'm coming back and I'm going to receive you unto myself. You know? So, and then you get to 24 and it says, some will be taken and the other ones left. So obviously at some time people are leaving, okay? But no, when the gospel just started, no, I'm not going to take the apostles out of the world now. Right. I need them to preach the gospel and take the, world, the gospel to the world. Yeah. Okay. Amen. That's just common sense, though. But let me tell you something. Satan can argue common sense away. Yes, he can. You know, did he really say don't eat from the tree? Did he really say you die? No, no. See, you misread that. See, the original Greek says if you eat it, you'll become like a god. See, you got to get back to the Greek and the Hebrew girl. You know, Satan can argue common sense away from your brain. Yeah, he can. That's why you have to read the Bible, understand the context of, what, of, of how it is written, okay? Uh-huh. Praise God. Amen. Uh, what? No. Who is the man of lawlessness, the son of destruction in 2 Corinthians 2, 3? Can you help me understand 2 Corinthians that's 2, the, that's, 1, the, 3? that's the Antichrist. 
The man of lawlessness is the son of, is perdition. He's a, they call the son of perdition, the man of lawlessness. That's the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. that's, who, that's who's being talked about there. Amen. Why, is, <laughs> mm -hmm. why isn't USA found in Bible prophecy? That's a good question. Everybody's been trying to answer it for years, okay? And I personally think that, um, that uh, it's going to be kind of demolished, okay? It's going to be taken over or it's going to be demolished, one or the other. But there'll be no, the USA came to try to help Israel. That happened in 1945. You're never going to see it again. You got the president going over there now. We're with you, Israel, and they're just lying. They're not. We're not really with Israel because you know they, they're part of the whole cabal thing that they're trying to get the temple rebuilt so that that Satan can have a come to, have a place to be because all those satanic people believe that they're going to have eternal life. As soon as the temple gets rebuilt, then Satan's going to come and sit in the temple, and then Satan's going to give them eternal life. That's their religion, yeah. okay? That's why every president wants the temple rebuilt. Every te president wants to, to go over and protect Israel because America's thing is we are a cabal. We are underneath satanic understanding and satanic scripture, okay? That's why Washington, D.C. Is, is construction is all all CNI 666 is the construction of Washington, D.C., okay? So no one understand America is not really with Israel. They're trying to get the temple rebuilt so that Satan can have a place to sit because he says once he has a place to sit, he'll give them eternal life. And they believe a liar. They believe that. A liar. A convicted liar. A convicted liar. <laughs> they believe it. Amen. Uh, is the Bible written in chronological order? No, it is not always written in chronological order. It, it goes, takes you to the future, then it takes you back to the past, then it takes you to the present. So no, you, but your thing is to know, is to know the Bible well enough to know when he's talking about something future and know when he's talking about something past. Now, my thing is, even if you mess it up in English, I know enough Hebrew to know when it is a past tense and when it's a future tense, mm -hmm. okay? But everybody doesn't have that, so the translators would translate something as being a present thing when it's really a future thing or a past thing, okay? Amen. That's why God wanted me to learn Hebrew, so I could be more accurate about what he wrote. Amen. Jesus, Jesus' death had to have occurred within the decree, the decreed seventy-week prophecy in Daniel uh, nine twenty-four. Mm -hmm. If he was cut off after the sixty-ninth week, mm -hmm. then what? Uh, then at what point did he actually fulfill prophecy? When he got cut off. I think that wasn't that the prophecy because didn't he say he didn't didn't it say when the Mashiach Nagid comes uh -huh. he will be karat yep. now you got to look up the word karat karat means to be to be to be killed for a capital crime yeah okay so he's killed for a capital crime even though he was innocent he was cut off it yep. says after that he they will come and destroy the temple and the sanctuary yeah so what happened after Jesus got killed on the cross and he told them this temple and this sanctuary is going to be destroyed. So the Jews know the Mashiach Nagid came, he was cut off, 
Then he said, and the temple and the sanctuary is going to be destroyed. The temple and the sanctuary was destroyed. So that means that means your Messiah came. Yeah. Mm -mm, not if this veil is over. We got locked covering our face. We cannot see New Testament. We cannot see prophecy properly because we have a veil over. And this veil won't be released until mystery Babylon is destroyed and Christ comes back and rescues them. Amen. Amen. Will the seven-year tribulation be only six years of tribulation, then the last year of Jesus setting up his kingdom on earth? If we follow the pattern of Isaac's six-day work week. Thank you very much. That's, whoever, that's whoever, a good question, right? It's a great question because you know what? It's so accurate. And if I could get the rest of the biblical community to understand this, see, because the 70th week of Daniel is seven years, okay? When does the 70th week of Daniel start? When he confirms the covenant with the many. When does the 70th week of Daniel last? When, does that, uh, when is it over with? When the temple is already rebuilt and the Spirit of God comes into the Holy of Holies. So the 70th week lasts for seven years. So then when does the the fig tree generation in it, it shall be cut short why will it be cut short because if it wasn't no one would survive amen so the once god takes the church out of the world it is it is currently in tribulation it is not in the 70th week of daniel until the peace treaty is signed right but it is currently in tribulation. Mm -hmm. Now Israel is going to start feeling her birth pains. Yeah. Okay? It is currently. But the tribulation does not last seven years. Mm -hmm. The 70th week of Daniel yeah. lasts 70 years. So, I mean, seven years. So when he confirms the covenant, the 70th week of Daniel will not be over with until when? The temple is rebuilt yeah. and yeah. the Kadosh Kadoshim. Is, is, is occupied by God himself. Yes. When does the fig tree generation end? When Jesus lands, he's not gonna land and build the place on the same day. <laughs> when he lands, he's destroying people. They're, 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 they're cleaning up yeah, the land. Yeah. There's 30 days of mourning. Yeah. They're mourning for 30 days after he lands because now they feel like he's the Messiah. So you are so very correct in asking that question. Because if we can get Christians to distinguish between the 70th week of Daniel and the fig tree generation, because the fig tree generation has to be over with before when? By before May 14th, 2029, it has to be, because there'll be 81 then. So it has to be over with, okay? So Jesus will be back before that day. So no one understand, the tribulation is doesn't say, oh, and then once the church is taken, they'll be gone for seven years. Now, when they remarry, when they marry, when Jesus marries his second bride, which is Israel, okay, the 70th week of Daniel will be over. So that means the church will have been the only bride of Christ until the second marriage. Yeah. There we have it. Okay? So that's what God taught me. That's what I'm teaching you. Amen. Pastor, it's going to be the last question okay. because we are out of time. Not talking. It's, it's different. Yeah. Okay. 
Many have spotted two elderly men in Jerusalem dressed in ancient clothes. Mm -hmm. uh, Manu, or I, I don't know if that's a typo or not, believe uh, it's the two witnesses. Who? <laughs> Are they here? I don't know, but I'd ask them for ID because if it's not, <laughs> if it's not Moses and Elijah, uh -huh. it's not them. Okay? And, so, and I don't think they're going to appear before the rapture. That wouldn't be biblical. You understand? So, yeah, ask for ID. Don't just believe it because you, because YouTube said it, right? <laughs> That. Okay, yeah. praise God. You guys have my email. Please send me any question that you have, and I will get you an answer to them and send you the answer by through Scripture. Okay, Amen. praise God. Thank you for everybody who joined S4C. Yeah. Thanks, thank you, Pastor Ben, for sending them to me. Um, uh, and you can email me personally if you have a question or you would like to talk to me. Okay, praise God. Amen. And I am willing to talk to people. You know that, Pastor Ben. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pray it out because God said, do not leave you without a benediction. And the benediction that God said to uh, Aaron and Moses, you make sure you bless my people. Don't you just walk away. See, you tell my people. See, Sandy, put your glasses on so you can see what he told them. All right. <laughs> And God said to Aaron and Moses, when you see my people, bless them by giving them these words. Tell them the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom, everybody. Litriot Beyom Rashon. On the eighth day, I will see you or I'll see you in the clouds. And I'm hoping that we are out of here soon, soon, soon. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Good clan. Hallelujah.